0: Hi, everyone. This is Roger Smith in Louisville, and this is part one of a two-part recording which features a demonstration of the iPhone S4. In this part, I'm going to demonstrate Siri, the new incredible voice recognition program that comes currently on the uh, iPhone S4. It will probably well, I'm sure it will later be on new Apple products and it will probably be available to some of the older products later, but this is where we are now. In part two, I'll demonstrate the iPhone itself using some of the applications, some of the built-in stuff with the iPhone, and of course using the touchscreen and showing you how that works with voiceover. Before we start using it, let me say just a few words about Siri and what it's all about and kind of how it works. First of all, the voice that you will hear when we crank up Siri is that of Samantha. Many of you will be familiar with Samantha on the Victor Stream reader. Now this will almost not sound like the same Samantha even. There's a reason for that. The Samantha that you're used to on such things as the Victor Stream is not the full version of Samantha. On the iPhone, once you bring it home and plug it in, it gets on the uh, Internet and brings down the full version of Samantha, and it's a much better voice. A much, she's a much nicer voice. She's not as monotone. Her pronunciations of words are, are are better. She, just in general, has a, a better range of just about everything that, that Samantha does. Now, this is also the voice that you will hear on Siri, both, both Siri and the voiceover on the iPhone use the same Samantha voice and it's, it's pretty good. What makes Siri different from other voice recognition programs that we've all been used to? Well, I guess a couple of main things. First off, Siri, unlike just a voice recognition built into the phone, will let you do things. You can give her commands, you can ask her questions and she will answer you if she knows the answer and can. Some things she knows and some things she doesn't know. Why is this? Siri is, again, unlike most of our other voice recognition, connected to a server that I assume is provided by Apple. So when you give Siri a command, it gets on the Internet and goes up to this uh, Apple server, which has I don't know how many search engines, but numerous search engines to go by and, and to try to figure out an answer to your question or try to figure out what you want her to do and try to figure out how to do it. And what's different about this is the voice recognition built into any phone or any uh, computer that you might have or whatever cannot do all of that because it just doesn't have the, the processor. Those servers that they use have, you know, Probably numerous processors and certainly far bigger and more powerful processor than this little iPhone's ever going to think about having. And that's one of the reasons she works so well, as, as you're about to find out, she does work very well indeed. She isn't perfect, and you'll probably find that out before I'm through, too. She makes mistakes. She makes mistakes in, in voice recognition. Sometimes she simply, for whatever the reason, doesn't recognize what you're saying. But that happens far less than any voice recognition I have ever seen before. She understands you most of the time. In comparison, the iPhone itself has a built-in voice recognition program that will allow you to dictate, and we'll do more about that in the uh, part, in part two of this demonstration. But it will allow you to dictate such things as uh, sending email and sending text. If you're not using the, the Siri system, and its voice recognition is good. I would have to call it very good. Some of you may be familiar with those type voice recognitions on some of the Nokia phones. I know mine has one, and I think this is a little better than than what Nokia has to offer, but it's not as good as Siri, and you can tell the difference. You can, you can see that, that it's not going to understand you as, as easily and as often as Siri does. So, Let's quit talking about her here and put her to work, shall we? We'll start out here asking her a math question because as you will see, she can indeed work as a calculator. So uh, let's do this and see what happens. I'm gonna hit the home button and hold it down and I'll describe the buttons later to uh, bring Siri up. What is 235 times six?
1: You said, what is 235 times 6? I found this for you. I found this for you. Input, 235, 6. Results, 1,410. Number name, 1,410.
0: Okay, well, that's a pretty good way to get started here. Let's uh, do something with the phone now. One of the things that Siri will do is to call a number that is in your contact. If you have the number in your phone book, you can ask her to call it, and she will do so. This is going to be a little strange, because I'm going to ask her to call the number, and then I'm going to have to... she starts out in the earpiece, so you may not hear the phone ring. I'm going to have her call the time, but uh, I'll get the sound up for you by the time the, the time announcement comes on. Here we go. Call time.
1: You said call time. Calling time's work phone. 502
0: Okay. She's in the process of doing that. Information line service is okay Now we ended that call just by tapping with two fingers on the screen, and that takes care of that. And once again, you can have her call. You can ask her to call any number in your contacts, and she will understand what you mean and do it. It doesn't matter if it's local or long distance or what it is. you can see. she'll come up and give you the number she's calling. And then proceed to call it. And if she does something wrong, you can always uh, cancel it if you, if you need to. You don't even have to do that verbally. You can just hit the home key or, or whatever. I'll get into more about that later on. But she'll call whatever you want her to call. does a good job with that. And call, she's telling me the screen is dimmed here, so I probably need to bring her back up since we're going to use her again. Okay. Now, Let's move on to something else. Let's show you how to send a text message, because you can actually get Siri to send a text message for you. I'm going to send a text message to our son, Jay Bird. I'm not going to call him Jay Bird, because for the past few years, we have been calling affectionately calling Jay Tivis, and that's how I've got him listed in my contacts, for whatever the reason. So I'm going to have to ask her to send a text to Tivis Smith. If I don't, if I say Jay Bird, she won't know who I'm talking about. So... Here we go. Listen. Send a text message to Tivis Smith.
1: You said, send a text message to Tivis Smith. What do you want to say to Tivis Smith? To Tivis Smith.
0: This message is for a demo I am doing, period. Please reply as soon as possible, exclamation mark.
1: This is for a demo I am doing. Please reply as soon as possible. I updated your message. Ready to send it to T. The Smith. Message. This message is for a demo I am doing. Please reply as soon as possible.
0: Send it. And you'll hear it in just a minute here. And I think you probably heard that. That little whoop means that it indeed sent the message. Now, I'm going to stop for a minute and wait for Jaybird to send me a reply message, and uh, when he does, I'll come back and we'll get Siri to read it for us, okay?
1: Six eleven. one notification.
0: Okay, there's the message we're waiting for. Jaybird has apparently replied to me, so let's see if we can get Siri to read that message for us, okay? Read new text message.
1: You said, read new text message. New message from T. The Smith. New message from T. The Smith here is a reply. I hope that demo is going well. You can reply or read it again.
0: OK, it said you can reply or read it again, so I'll push theory. Reply.
1: You said reply. OK, I can send the text to T. The Smith for you. What would you like it to say? To T. The Smith.
0: Thank you very much, period.
1: You said thank you very much. I updated your message. Ready to send it. To Teeva Smith. Message. Thank you very much.
0: Send it. Mm -hmm. And it's gone. And while I was stopped for just a minute, uh, Jaybird replied to me with another text message and replied to mine. uh, Let's see if we can find out what he said here. Mm -hmm. Read new text message.
1: You said, read new text message. New message from Teeva Smith new message from T. Smith, you are very welcome. You can reply or read it again.
0: And I won't do either. I think we're about through with that conversation. And to move on to something else here, I think you get the idea as to how to send and receive text messages and it really does work quite well there are a couple of things i'll point out about it unfortunately with siri there is no way at least that i have found to correct words that that it might have messed up on or whatever it did perfectly on on what we did there but sometimes it'll mess up on you and i uh, think you've said the wrong thing and and it would be nice to be able to correct each word i don't know that you can do that But what you can do, if it's wrong, rather than just sending it, you can push the the home button again and say, change it, and she will basically delete that that message that you've just uh, put into her and and ask what you want to say again, and you can do the message all over again. And since text messages are are very short in nature, that that works out uh, quite well. If you were typing the message out on the screen, obviously, you, you could delete it, and I'll show you how to do that after a while. It's just saying screen dimmed and screen locked here if you hear it talking in the background. I'll show you to do that in, in part two, but, but you you would be able to uh, delete by, by word or even letter. But that's the way it works sending text and receiving text on Siri, and I think you'll agree it, it works quite well. Now I'm going to ask Siri uh, some questions concerning when some famous people or wh- what year some famous people were born, and let's see if she can give us some answers here. Listen. What year was Frank Sinatra born?
1: You said, what year was Frank Sinatra born? Checking my sources. This might answer your question. Input interpretation. Frank Sinatra date of birth. Result. Sunday. December 12, 1915. Date formats. 12 slash 12 slash 1915. Month slash day slash year.
0: Okay, well I think we get the idea there. Let's uh, see if we we'll can get one for you you uh hard traditional country fans here. What year was Connie Smith born?
1: You said, what year was Connie Smith born? Checking on that for you. Okay. Here you go. Input interpretation. Connie Smith date of birth. Result, Thursday. August 14th, 1941, date formats, 08-14-1941.
0: Okay, let's do one more here, and then we'll try to move on to something else. Listen. What year was Peter Cetera born?
1: You said, what year was Peter Cetera born? Let me think about that. Okay, how about a web search for what year was Peter Cetera born?
0: Oh, so she doesn't know that one, so she's gonna do a web search for me. Let's try this. Sure, thanks.
1: You said, sure, thanks. Searching for what year was Peter Sotara born? Safari. In search. What year was Peter Sotara <clears throat> born? Text field.
0: Landmark starts. Okay, now she's got me in Safari, which is this phone's web browser, and I can root around on the screen and see what I can find here. Let's, let's do this. Showing
1: what year. What showing results for. Landmark starts. Search instead for. Best guest for Peter federal date of birth is. Heading level three. List start. Best guess for September thirteenth, nineteen forty four.
0: In essence, what happened here is that she did not know the answer to my question, okay, but she did know to take me to a web search so that I could could root around on the screen and and find it, which obviously I did. Okay, now let's do a couple of little things here. There are some practical things that you can do with the phone, in fact, I use it quite frequently. When I'm using the deep fryer and and stuff like that, I use the timer, and uh, let me show you that you can have Siri set a timer for you. What it does is to go into the timer that's built into the phone and set it, and you could do that manually, but it's a whole lot easier not to. Let's see what we got here. Set timer for 14 minutes.
1: You said, set timer for 14 minutes. Okay, 14 minutes and counting. 0, 13, 57,
0: 4. Okay, and now it's, it's started and it's counting down. Now, if I would take this phone into the clock mode, it will give us our remaining time.
1: Clock, 12 minutes, 49 seconds, remaining. 12 minutes, 43 seconds, remaining. 12 minutes, 39 seconds, remaining.
0: And you get the idea. It will give you the elapsed time. It's doing it now every six seconds. I don't know if that is adjustable or not. It very well may be, but that's what it's doing now. And then in 14 minutes, the timer would go off using the sound that that you have set for it to sound. That's quite a nice timer, don't you think? Now, I want to move on to some other things, and I really don't want the timer going off while I'm fooling with that. So let me see if we can cancel this thing via Siri here. Cancel the timer.
1: You said, cancel the timer. Okay. I've canceled the timer.
0: Simple as that. Listen. Thank you.
1: You said. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. Well, okay, then that's the way that one goes. Let's see if we can get her to wake us up in the morning here with uh, with the using the alarm clock. Listen. Wake me up at eleven A. M.
1: You said, wake me up at 11 a.m. You've already got an alarm at 11 a.m. I turned it on for you. You've already got an alarm at 11 a.m. I turned it on for you. 11 a.m. Listen.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: You said, okay, thank you. That's nice of you to say.
0: Wake me up at 8 a.m.
1: You said, wake me up at 8 a.m. Okay. I said it for 8 a.m. 8 a.m.
0: Well... I really don't want to be waked up that early. Now now I've got it waking me up at 8 a.m. and then another alarm going off at 11 a.m. But I'd rather forget the 8 a.m. alarm and use the 11 a.m. alarm, so let's do that. Listen. Turn off that 8 a.m. alarm.
1: You said turn off that 8 a.m. alarm. Okay, your 8 a.m. alarm is off, 8 a.m.
0: Now, once you have set the alarm, it's very easy to use. When it goes off, you can do one of two things. If you touch the screen on the phone when it goes off, it will allow you to double tap it to shut the alarm up and stop it completely, and it won't go off again. You can set it within the phone where it will go off the next day, but I don't have it set like that. If you hit the button at the top of the phone that is the power button the power and lock button if you just hit it once the alarm will stop but it will go off again in nine minutes as a snooze alarm and it will do that as many times as you like just every time it goes off hit that power button and it will go off again in nine minutes and it will do that all day if you want to and i do like that snooze alarm well just to kind of wrap things up here i'm going to ask siri just two or three questions Some of them practical and some of them a little bit on the silly side. We'll get the more humorous side of Siri here in a minute. Let's see what she has to say. What is the temperature?
1: You said, what is the temperature? It's 73 degrees fine right now. Current conditions for Louisville, 73 degrees.
0: Will it be cold tomorrow?
1: You said, will it be cold tomorrow? No. 54-degree sign doesn't seem all that cold. Current conditions for Louisville, 75 degrees.
0: I love you, baby.
1: You said, I love you, baby. Do you?
0: Well, enough of that, I guess. But you get the idea. You can ask Samantha just about anything you want to, and she will try to come up with an answer, and certainly there's an awful lot that she can uh, do for you as well when you give her commands. Well, this concludes the demonstration on Siri. If you have any questions, you can contact me via email at snakeguy at insightbb.com. That's snakeguy, all one word, S-N-A-K-E-G-U-Y at insightbb, as in broadband, dot com, And uh, I'll be glad to help you if I can. Now, in part one of this demonstration... We spent most of our time talking about Siri, the voice recognition program. In this part, I'm going to show you the phone using the touch screen rather than any sort of voice recognition. I'm going to use several applications that I deal with, but I want you to bear in mind that in this demo, I will not even touch what's available out there to be used. I won't even scratch the surface. Before we start, I'd like to give you a few thoughts on the iPhone and how I came to have it, and follow that with a brief description of the phone itself and where the buttons and controls are, the few that exist. I started looking at the iPhone as a possibility only several years ago. I realized that my friends were using the iPhone more and more and more, almost like they would use their computer. And you really can do that because this iPhone really is a computer, and a fairly powerful computer at that, right in the palm of your hands. This phone has 64 gigs of memory and a processor that will allow you to work very quickly even if you're moving around on the Internet. But like most every blind person when they first came out, I certainly had qualms about how in the world one would use a touchscreen without being able to feel the buttons. We all complained even as phones had smaller and smaller buttons, even with with the push buttons. And how in the world would you use a touch screen? And there are those who still say you can't. It can't be done. A blind person cannot use the phone with a touch screen without buttons. I'm here in this demonstration to prove that that is just not true. The phone can be used and not only be used, but be used quite comfortably and very comfortably as I go on with it. Please remember that I've had this phone less than two weeks, so I will certainly get even more comfortable with it than I am right now. But I think I can do this demonstration, okay, because I'm, I'm using the phone in my everyday life. I think there are a lot of misconceptions about the touchscreen just from not having seen one and not knowing anything about how it really works. I certainly had them, and I'm sure others do too. I should stop and say right here that you do not have to buy the voiceover. This is not speech that you have to purchase or install later or anything like that. The voiceover is available when the phone comes straight out of the box by powering it up and hitting the home button three times consecutively. That turns on the speech, and I will explain in a minute where the home button is, as well as the power button for that matter. The way the touchscreen works with voiceover is that you root around on the screen and find the number or letter or whatever you're looking for on the screen. When you find it, when you hear it, you double tap it. All You do that all with one finger. You find what you want on the screen with one finger and, and double tap it with one finger. My biggest hang up was how in the world do you lift your finger to double-tap it when you found what you want, leaving your finger near enough to that particular place that you can double-tap it? What keeps you from tapping the wrong thing? Well, the answer to that is very simple. You don't have to tap in the same place. Once you have found what you're looking for on the screen, in other words, whatever the last thing you hear is, it's what's going to happen on that screen when you double-tap it. But when you've heard what you want on the screen, and that's the last voice that you've heard, you can double-tap that anywhere on the screen. It doesn't have to be anywhere near where that place is. You can double-tap anywhere on the screen you want to and it will bring that up on the screen. So that that completely alleviates that problem. Now this is very important in the learning process and we need to remember it throughout this entire demonstration. As I slide around on the screen looking for things, whether it be letters, if I'm going to a website, or if I'm sending a message or whatever, or numbers as I am trying to call someone on the phone, or dial someone on the phone, I should say, you may hear numbers that you don't want, that you don't want to dial, or you may hear letters that you don't want to type. That's okay. That's how this voiceover thing works, and you get used to that. That's all right. What you have to remember is what is going to get tapped in when you double tap is the last thing that you you hear. So if you Hit the number that you want to hit. If you slide to the number that you want to hit and your finger slips, and before you can double tap it, you hear another number, then you go you have to go back and and find the number that you want. and And that will all be explained as i as I go through this demonstration. but but that's a concept that that you have to learn immediately is that the last thing that you hear in the voice is what's going to be tapped onto the screen. Okay, let's get a brief description of the phone itself now. I've got the phone in my hand, and I'm holding it upright as uh, you would use it to talk to someone on the phone. I'm holding it with the screen facing me. And I say that because this phone can be used in, in two different positions. Obviously, if you were talking to someone with the earpiece, that's the way you would hold it. But if you're typing on the QWERTY keyboard, for instance, you might want to use the landscape mode, and that's automatic. If you turn it around, it will just go into landscape mode and tell you it's done so. A lot of people feel that, that with the QWERTY keyboard, there's more spacing if you use the landscape mode, and there, there, there is. I can do it either way. But the landscape mode probably does give you a little more spacing for typing. But what we're going to do first is numbers. And that's the way I'm going to describe the phone to you in terms of what what is where. On the front of the phone, down below the screen, moving from right to left, or left to right either way because it is in the center, actually, of that section, there is a small round button, and that is the home button. The home button is used a great deal because the home button is used to get you out of applications, whatever you happen to be in. It's also used when the phone is locked and the screen stays locked most of the time. It automatically locks after I don't really know how much time it is, but it's not that long if you're not not using it at all or you can lock it yourself. That home button is what you use to start the phone in action. The phone is sitting there on standby with the screen locked. You pick it up in your hand and you press that little round home button to get the phone started. Unlock the screen and get the phone started. The phone can be answered with the phone locked. That is not a problem. It rings and you get the caller ID and you can answer the phone. And I'll get into that a little more later, but but it does not have to be unlocked. But anything other than that, you have to hit that home button in order to get started. On the left-hand side of the phone, there are three buttons or switches. They're small little push buttons, and they're the volume buttons. And you can use those in pretty much any application you're in to turn the voice up and down or the music up and down or whatever you happen to be listening to. You can even use them to turn up a phone conversation up and down. Uh, either from the earpiece or from the speakerphone. And by the way, this phone is the simplest one I've ever seen to get from the earpiece to the speakerphone. All you have to do is remove the phone from your ear and it turns on the speaker. And when you put it back to your ear, it turns the earpiece back on. And if you have the phone up to your ear, you can't push buttons on it other than the volumes. You can't end a call or anything like that. That keeps you from disconnecting yourself inadvertently. So that's probably a good feature. The volume buttons are just straight up and down buttons. The one at the top is up, and the one down below that is down. Just above the up volume control, there is a little slide switch, and this is the silent switch. In one position, you get all the rings and the caller IDs and whatever you have the phone set to do whenever someone calls you. When you flip that switch into the other position, It silences it so that all you get, if anyone calls you or sends a text message or whatever you have it alerted to do, all you get is a vibration that no one else can hear. Moving now to the top of the phone, at the right, there is another small push button. This one is not round. This button serves two purposes. It is the power button, If you take the phone out of the box or if you have it powered off for some reason, the way you power it up is to hold that little button down for approximately two seconds and then let it go. You won't hear anything, unfortunately. I wish you did. But you will wait for uh, several seconds, maybe, I don't know, 15 seconds, something like that, and then you will hear the voiceover come on, and you'll know that that in a few seconds after that, the, the phone is ready to use. This same button is also used to lock the phone. And what you do is just tap it once, push it once. You don't hold it in or anything like that. You just push it once, and the phone will say screen locked, and that's all there is to that. That is also all of the buttons that you're going to find on this phone. There are some uh, jacks. Well, there's one jack. There's a headphone jack on the top left of the phone. Down at the bottom of the phone, there's the Apple interface that where the cable plugs in, and that's how you do your USB charger and how you would also uh, use it as a docking station or plug it into various things like external speakers and, and that sort of thing used for iPods. The way I plug it into an external system, as in a stereo system, if I'm listening to a radio station or whatever, is simply to plug into the headphone jack at the top left, and that has very, very good quality. But other than that, all you have on this phone is the touch screen, so here we go. I'm going to start out by making a phone call by dialing a number. We're not going to use the voice. We're not going to go into the contact right now. We can definitely do that and find things that way, but right now I'm just going to do the basic thing of dialing a number. The number I'm going to dial is going to be 585-5961. That is one of the time numbers uh, here in the Louisville area. I've got the phone up in my hand, and I'm going to hit the home button to get it unlocked and started. Here we go. And it always comes up giving you the time of day. It doesn't say p.m. or a.m. or anything. It just gives you whatever the time of day is. Now we're going to go to the bottom, the very bottom of the screen. You can do it right on the left-hand side, or you can move over a little, but just touch the screen. Slide to unlock. It'll say slide to unlock. When it, or double tap. Yeah, when it says slide, it says slide or double tap. We're going to double tap that. Stop. And we're in stocks. Double tap to open. We're in stocks, and we can double tap to open. That's to get stock quotes, but we don't want that. We want to go into the phone. So we're going to once again, I, I happen to know where, where this is on the screen. It's at the near the bottom left. We're going to go to it. Phone. I, I can double move tap. around on the screen. Here, go to the top. Stocks.
1: Utility folder. Songify, iHeartRadio, wsm am W S N A WFM 650 Facebook, Navigant.
0: Navigant is my double GPS. Is my GPS. You get the idea. We're going to move back down to phone. Phone. And that's what double tap I want to double tap to open. Phone. Blank phone number. And it says we have a blank phone number. Now, I'll... Uh, Go ahead and dial the number. I'm going to find the number on the screen and dial it for you. Starting with the five, it's going to be five eight five five nine six one. Here we go. Eight. Five.
1: Five. Five. Zero. Eight. Eight. Five. 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 Nine. Nine. Six. Six. Four. Five. Four. One.
0: One. Okay, now I've got the number dialed, and you notice I deliberately uh, rooted around and, and found other numbers there other than what I wanted to show you how that works. You notice when you double tap, you can hear the touch tone, and you can hear another voice giving you the number, indicating that that number has been dialed. You also notice that I did not look. I, I had two fives together, five eight five five, and you don't have to find that second five again. You can just tap double tap it again because you're already on the five. And that will take care of it. Now, once we have the number in the screen, which it is now, correctly, there are a number of things down at the bottom of the screen that we can do with this number, and I'll show you that. Call button zero. Actually, it's down, I found but, the zero. Call
1: button zero. It
0: so but, says zero and then plus. That's also the, the plus. Down right below the zero, call, you
1: button.
0: have call button.
1: Save as contact.
0: Button. Save as contact. Call, button. Delete. And a delete button. Well, we want a call. Call button. So I've got the call button on the screen now, and I'm going to tap it. Even an online okay, well, you get the idea. Time,
1: 136. Temperature, 55 degrees.
0: Now, you heard me end that call, and I did that by taking two fingers instead of one and double tapping the screen. If you double tap the screen with two fingers, that will do one of two things. If you're in a phone conversation, that will end the call. Now, I could slide around on the screen and find the end button. It's there, right, oh, somewhere down at the lower part of the screen. But it's really, e- and, and then when you find that, you, you tap it, double tap it with one finger, and that does it just like it does everything else. But it's really easier, with and I can do the same thing with answering the phone. I can slide to answer and do the same thing, double tap it. But rather than doing that, it's really easier to take two fingers and double tap the screen anywhere on the screen, and it will answer the phone, and that will also end the call, and that's pretty simple. Now, I'm going to dial that number one more time without talking, without me interrupting my so that you can hear kind of how that works, because I can't do it as fast and accurately, obviously, if I'm trying to talk over it at the same time, and you can't hear it as well. So I'm going to dial that same phone number one more time, five eight five five nine six one. Here we go. 5, 5, 8,
1: 8, 5, 5, 5, 8, 9, 9, 6,
0: 6, 1, 1. And there it is. It's on the screen now, ready to be called. And I will just hit the call button. Call button. And I'm not going to go through them answering again, but you see how it works. You actually learn where the things are on the screen that you're trying to use as you get used to this phone. And sometimes, as you saw when I hit the call button, you hit right on them first thing. When you don't, you simply slide around until or move around until you get to them. And when you do, you double tap. Now, I'd like to show you one more way to make calls on this thing, and that is if you don't want to dial a number and you don't want to use the voice, but you want to make a call from your contacts. The easiest way to do this on this phone is to go into the search field where you can search anything you want to on this iPhone. You could go directly into the contacts and do it. And I can do that, but that's probably not the easiest way. From the home base, if you will, I'm going to go into the search field, and I'm going to do that by swiping the screen with three fingers, and you'll learn how to do those things after you've had the phone for a while.
1: Search field is editing. Search iPhone.
0: And it says search iPhone, so I'm going to start. I'm going to start looking for letters on on my screen. I'm going to search for, I'm going to make it find Fillmore.
1: Capital O, capital P, capital P, topic Y. H hit contacts. And Phillips
0: Fillmore. Well, okay. I, I can already see that Fillmore is there. See? Ann with, Phillips. With a pH. The first contact it found is Ann Phillips. I'm going to go down just a little with my finger on the screen. Fillmore. There's Fillmore, so I'm going to double tap it.
1: Phone. Unified insult. And I'm going contact. to get the
0: information Fillmore. that I need. I'm going to go down on the screen. Image. Home. Send message.
1: Home. 773572. Seven,
0: eight, nine, nine. And that's what I want to call. So I'll double tap that, and it will come up here in a minute. And there you have it. That is my tag when I go into Fillmore, and that's how you make a call using the search field. Just find the contact, tap it in, get the information you need because you can either call home or mobile or uh, send a message or change the ringtone or whatever you need to do in that contact so you you get the information you want slide to that double tap it and there you have it now we're ready to move on to some other things here other than phone calls and i'm not going to be in the rest of this demonstration quite as precise about showing you the the screen work and how you get to things because i think you understand now how that how that works. But I want to show you some of the applications that I use and kind of getting into them and and what they do. So uh, let's get started here. I'm going to fire up WSM Radio out of Nashville and... Let me show you kind of how to to do this, to go into an application. The screen is divided into pages, and some applications are on some pages and some are on others, and you get used to where they are. I'm at the first screen now. We start out with phone, and I understand that every time I go past one of these applications, if I wait a second, it's going to say double tap to open, and I'm not going to bother to do that. So we hit phone. Phone. That's not what we want. Phone. Mail. Mail. Safari. Safari, that's Double the web browser. That is the web browser. Music. Music.
1: Double tap to open.
0: Go up a little further on the Home. screen. Each
1: one of three. New stand folder. New, new stand
0: items. folder. The new stand Double folder is an app store type thing.
1: iTunes. iTunes. Double tap store.
0: Uh, app tap store. Notes. Notes. Videos. Videos. Messages. Messages. Well, you get the point. Double we don't want any of those. We want WSM, so we have to go to the next screen. And to move to the next screen, we take... Three fingers and move. In this case, just kind of swipe the screen to the left. Page two of three. And there's Stop. page two. And let's, let's run through those. Now it starts out with stops. Stop. WSMAM
1: 650.
0: And there's WSM. Open, to open. So, so let's tap on that doubly and open it. WFM AM
1: 650. Right.
0: And there you have it. Now let's move on and do a little email here. We're going to get back on the screen. Phone. There's phone. Mail. There's mail, and that Don't in this case Lincoln. is email. We're going to tap that.
1: Mail inbox. Mailboxes. Now,
0: button. It gave me a little tone, so I know that I have a message. Let's go down on the screen.
1: Searching box. Unread. Christopher Lockwood. Studio Recorder. Invitation to connect on LinkedIn.
0: Okay, All now that gave me the. Who the message was from and the subject of the message.
1: Unread. Christopher, unread. Roger Smith. This is a test. Okay, and that's a.m.
0: That's an email that I sent specifically for this demo, so we're going to reopen that up and read unread. it. Roger Smith. Tap this it. is a test.
1: Two of two. Okay. sending this email to be read in the demo.
0: And it read it for you.
1: This is a test.
0: There's the subject.
1: Message. I am sending this email to be read in the demo.
0: Okay now there we can do a few things with that message we've read it so we can move around at the bottom of the screen delete button. we can delete it move we can button. move it refresh button or we move. can refresh delete. the screen button. reply we can reply i want to go to delete delete button
1: delete now showing message with subject studio recorder invitation to and, not, sh- LinkedIn.
0: and not showing me the other message and that's how the email works. It's really a very easy program to use. One of the easiest email programs I've seen on a cell phone. Now, the next thing I'd like to show you is a little $10 application that I bought the other day called Money Reader, and that is exactly what it says. It is a money identifier, and the reason I'm showing it to you is to show you how simple some of these applications can be that sound originally so complicated or seem like they would be. This money identifier is a deal where you go into it, which I will do in just a minute. When it comes up and says money reader, after that, all you have to do is to point the bill to the camera on the phone. The camera is a little round piece on the back of the phone. And you point the money, the bill, to that camera and that is literally all there is to it. Just give it a second or two and it will tell you what it is. Now, there's a reason that I think this is good. Since you don't have to put the money in a track of any kind as you do on the other money identifiers, the standalone money identifiers, you don't have nearly as much problem reading crinkled money or money that's been folded a lot of times or anything like that. It will read just about any old bill out there, no matter how thin it is or how wrinkled it is or whatever. Most of the time it will read it. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna pick up the phone now and go into the money reader. Stop. stop. WSM AM
1: 650.
0: WSM, we don't want that. Double tap to
1: open. Money reader.
0: Money reader, that's what we Double want. Double
1: tap to open. Money reader.
0: And it's open and up and running. And now I'm going to simply point this bill to the camera at the back of the phone and see what happens. Twenty dollars. And it's as simple as that. It doesn't matter how you have the money facing. You can have it on its face, you can have it on its back, you can have it pretty much any way you want to, just point it to that camera, and it tells you what it is, and that's very simple. Now, in case some of you are wondering why these applications can be so cheap, the money identifier is $10. I think the most expensive one I've bought is the Navigon, which is my GPS, and I paid $60 for that. And it's a really nice GPS. The reason these applications are so cheap, and most of them are in the more like dollar to $10 range, you already have the processor. The iPhone is the processor with all of its memory and and storage and everything, so you don't need the standalone processor that you get with a GPS or whatever it is that you might be using. The final one I'd like to show you is one that I just got today and started using. It's the Bookshare application. And within that, you can uh, do all the downloading, and it automatically unpacks the book for you, and you can have all the books you want in there. But I want to I let you hear it read a little bit, because it has its own voice. The uh, Bookshare application, which is called Read2Go, has Ryan and Heather, and I want you to hear both of those voices and see that it's really not bad reading. Okay, here we go. We're going to get on the screen and go to read to go
1: Read to go. Double tap to
0: open. And there it is. And it's open. Read to go. Bookshelf one. Heading. Okay. We're, I'll show you the various tabs or some of the various tabs down at the bottom of the screen.
1: Selected. Bookshelf. You have bookshelf. Tab. One of four. Search. Tab. Search. Two of four. And that's how
0: you search for titles and all that stuff.
1: Settings. Tab.
0: Settings. Of four. Help. Tab. Four of four. And help. I'm in the bookshelf screen, so I'm going to go down the screen a little bit.
1: Selected. Snow. Ronald Malfi. Mystery and thriller slash horror slash literature and fiction.
0: And that's the book I want to start reading, a book called Snow. I'll select that.
1: Book detail. Bookshelf. Back button.
0: Okay, let me go uh, down the screen.
1: Sn- read.
0: To where it says read, and that's where we're going to start. We're going to double tap on read. In progress. Bookshelf. Button. Okay. And I'm going to hit, there's a play pause button. I'm going to hit the play button and we're going to hear Heather read a little bit.
1: Previous phrase. Play pause. Button. Play. Prologue. Mr. Farmer, is that you? But she knew it wasn't George Farmer. Even if it looked like him, it wasn't George Farmer. Wiping strands of sweat slicked hair from her face. the pre-crouched below the counter inside the deserted pack and go too frightened to sit up and peer over the countertop. She managed to survey the store in the reflection of the toy's echelon test mirror above her head. The blood on her hands was starting to freeze to the rifle of cold steel. The lights were out and the store itself was a
0: mess. Now, I uh-huh. have changed the voice over to Ryan, the other voice in this reader, and we will hit the play pause button again and hear Ryan read those same phrases for us.
1: Play pause button. Play. Prologue. Mr. Farmer? Is that you? But she knew it wasn't George Farmer. Even if it looked like him, it wasn't George Farmer. Wiping strands of sweat slicked hair from her face, Sean Dupree crouched below the counter inside the deserted Pack and go. Too frightened to sit up and peer over the countertop, she managed to survey the store in the reflection of the tortoise actual anti-theft mirror above her head. The blood on her hands was starting to freeze to the rifle's cold steel. The lights were out and the store itself was a mess. Piles were cluttered with fallen, rotting goods. Bottles of soda have burst, leaving behind sticky puddles of molasses on
0: the linoleum. Okay, you get the idea. I hope that this demo has given you some idea as to how the iPhone works and how easily you can really move around the screen and get it to do what you want it to do. Another possibility with this phone is that you can pair a Bluetooth keyboard with it For those of you who, for instance, have Braille displays with Braille keyboards that have Bluetooth, you can use those on this phone. Or there are numerous QWERTY keyboards that are Bluetooth, some just straight keyboards that are, you know, pretty good-sized keyboards, some that fold up and, and can be pretty portable. And therein lies the reason I don't do that much of that. Although I do have a Bluetooth keyboard, I don't use it that often because I want the portability of the phone which you can only do using the screen because having a Bluetooth obviously requires carrying another piece of equipment, but it can be done and used very nicely if that's what you choose to do. To really get the feel for the iPhone, you need to see one for yourself and just literally play around with it for a while and see what the feel of your finger sliding up and down that screen is like. But I have certainly found it to be absolutely what I wanted it to be. I'm I'm very comfortable with it. And should you decide to get one, I hope you will be too. As I said at the end of part one, if I can help you in any way, answer any further questions or whatever, feel free to drop me an email at snakeguy at insightbb.com.